Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Uh, and so has the guy that's sitting across from me today. Um, you might remember him from a lot of porn, first and foremost, but he was also on the first season of Demystifying Gay Porn. Actually gave me the name for the podcast, uh, if you remember, actually on uh, while we were live. Uh, international porn star, content creator, producer, graphic designer, Dolph Dietrich. How are you? I am great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me back. No problem. Uh, it's great to see you again. I feel I feel kind of bad uh, because you were my first interview, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But also, um, I was still learning how to use all of this audio equipment and. Yeah. You know, because I can I can put a camera up and uh, put put some lights up and stuff, but um, and also just have uh, audio on camera. But setting up a whole podcast was so new to me. So yeah, yeah, I I gotta say I'm glad that it all worked out well. Like the sound is good, yeah. but this is definitely it's yeah, been a little is, more refined. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is a upscale. This is yeah. definitely up there. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a year. It's been quite a year. How has your year been? Wow. Uh, it's been, it hasn't been a great year, to be mm -hmm. honest. It's getting better. The first half of the year was rough. Um, you know, like everyone else with the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, striking, uh, had some personal issues before that. Um, don't want to start off on such a, a, a low, sour note, but uh, going through a divorce, okay. uh, which I wasn't, you know, before. So that started around, um, you know, last year, around February. And we decided to get divorced and I was moving out and we've made the plans. I decided to move to Palm Springs, California, because mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to live there, give it a try. And I thought it was the perfect time. Um, so I got my apartment and then the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and I moved in the midst of it, in the midst of the worst of it. So I uh, got to Palm Springs, was sort of in lockdown for mm -hmm. the entire four months that I lived there. Wasn't happy there at all, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if things would have been different if there was no pandemic. Mm -hmm. However, um, I might have mentioned this in the last podcast. I never learned to drive a car. Oh, I, grew up, okay. I grew up in the city. Okay. Uh, and, you know, so living in California and not knowing how to drive a car, I thought it would be fine. Mm. I was Ubering, <laughs> but it was just a pain in the ass. Probably know? got expensive too. Right? It got expensive, yeah. you know, all that. Um, it was 120 degrees every day. Mm. I grew up in uh, right outside of Boston, so oh okay, so you you're know, used to like a good crisp. Yeah, I'm day. used to crisp days. Yeah. You know, the leaves changing, palm trees are just foreign objects to me. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm used to big oak trees and yeah. acorns, and you know, so it was just it it didn't feel right at okay. all. Um, so I decided one day. All of a sudden, I had epiphany, and I said, you know, the happiest that I've ever been really was living in New York City. This okay. is my city. I love New York, mm. and um, I came back. So yeah. I moved back August first. Um, you know, it's been it's also been a rough year. My my mom passed. I'm sorry. To Thank hear. you. Sorry. Um, my dad passed. Jeez, I am sorry to yeah, hear. Thank you. Uh, and my dog passed. So Holy it was hell. it was one of those years where yeah. it was just uh, I, I don't know how I kept it together. You know, just yeah. Uh, so that is the, you know, sad part, but there's a lot of good things going on now too, that, but, you know, making it through all that being really strong yeah. and tough has, has, you know, hasn't been easy, but as you know, I talk a lot about mental health mm -hmm. and anxiety and depression. Uh, so I've been sharing as much as I feel comfortable doing on mm -hmm. social media and, you know, really trying to, to put it out there and people have been great. I really appreciate, I just want to say thank you to everybody 
who supports me, follows me on social media, sends me messages. They all mean a lot to me. I read them all and I appreciate them. Now, uh, one elephant in the room that we should discuss. Yes. Right. So, uh, the episode that you're on, uh, in the brief description, we talk about your retirement from porn. Yes. So I remember this because you, you did, you left, you left for what, for about three or four months or okay. What happened? So, okay. That's how the year started. Um, it was the end of the year. It was last October. And I, you know, before I ever did porn, I was in corporate creative art direction marketing. Mm -hmm. So my, you know, proper title is I'm an art director of marketing and graphic design. I was working in the city in New York. Um, I was working at, you know, magazines mostly. Uh, worked my way up to Rolling Stone, where mm-hmm. I was art director of marketing, you know, big deal. I worked at OK Magazine, Us Weekly, Men's Health Journal, all that. Then the bubble burst, the economy crashed, 2009. Mm-hmm. Got out of porn. I told this story before. Uh, excuse me. I got out of corporate. And put Joey down. We'll yeah, talk about yeah. we'll talk about Joey later. Hold Joey up for a second. Let's uh, you guys. Yeah, this is Joey. Joe. So this is one <laughs> the best thing that did happen to me in Palm Springs was yeah. adopting Joe from a, a rescue shelter, oh. Palm Springs Rescue Shelter. If you're out there, please support them. Oh. Um, he was a lot of people have rescued dogs during um, COVID and to have company, yeah. um, which is great. So most of the animal shelters are empty at the moment, hopefully. Um, so Joe was the last one there. He was the small size that I wanted. I mm-hmm. love chihuahuas. I have a thing for chihuahuas. And when I got there, um, you know, he's 10 years old. He's mm-hmm. deaf. He's missing most of his teeth. And he just came up to me and oh. was like, you're going to be my buddy. And I'm oh, gonna... he's adorable. He's so adorable. Oh, yeah. So um, I just want to say, please, uh, if you're considering um, getting a pet, adopt, don't shop. Yeah. That's really Thank important. You. It's important yeah, to me. Absolutely. Um, so 2009, left the corporate industry, moved out to P-Town, um, was freelancing, doing graphic design there. I was the art director of the tourism board in, mm-hmm. in Provincetown, one of our favorite places, uh, for about four years. So I did all their marketing, and it was just a fantastic experience to me to do all of that in my hometown, mm-hmm. my heart, where my heart lives. Um then I moved, I met Hugh Hunter. Um, we got married. We lived in P-Town for a summer, which was great. And then we moved to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at that point really starting to think about leaving the porn industry and get back into my career as an art director in uh, print and publishing. But print and publishing has changed mm-hmm. extremely every few months. It's changing into digital. So my skill set was becoming a little bit outdated, but <clears throat> still looking a lot. So that two years, I was doing great in porn. You know, the porn has always been mm-hmm. great for me. I've been top of my game. So I continued doing that while looking for a job. Um, Hugh Hunter was uh, looking for an acting job to get back into his professional acting mm-hmm. career, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. Two years went by. I saw him getting a little sad, depressed. His light was dimming. I said, you know, let's get out of New York. Let's move to Chicago and see what happens. I've never lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your hometown. And he jumped at the opportunity. So we moved to Chicago together. Uh, we, I decided at that point, this was my new opportunity to start a new life, look for a job back in my field mm-hmm. and give up the porn. I landed a job as design director at an agency, which was great. I was promoted in my first month from lead designer to uh, design director, and I had an entire team working under me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of, it was a very disorganized company. 
there wasn't much direction. However, I felt that my uh, 20 years of experience in graphic design and art direction, I was able to manage this team. And, you know, I had to manage budgets and metrics and all of these different things that come along with being a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't quite have the management training, but I knew what I was doing, I thought. So <laughs> I had a team of millennials that I was in charge of, three young ladies. And uh, to be quite honest, it was difficult. They didn't really love taking direction. I don't know if the millennial generation is mm-hmm. known for that at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and one of the young ladies, we really just didn't met gel mm-hmm. as a team. And I had asked her several times to do things a certain way that I wanted it done. And she would just give me a lot of pushback. And at one point, um, she... Uh, she referred to me as being aggressive in one of my meetings Mm. with her. And my boss came to me and said, you know, you're 220 pounds, six foot five guy, you know, late forties. She's 21. She weighs 90 pounds. The girl, blah, blah, blah. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm gay. First Mm -hmm. of all. So are you insinuating that? Oh no, we're just insinuating that it looks bad, you know, in this time and in our, me too movement and all this. Yeah. And I said, Oh wow. Okay. Mm. For this particular circumstance, I had written her. Oh, well she was taking advantage of the work from home policy that we had Mm -hmm. not showing me the work that she had done. And, um, I told her that I didn't trust her in a Slack message. And apparently if you tell somebody and you put it in writing, Mm. I found this out in very corporate world. If you tell somebody that you don't trust them and you put it in writing, that creates a toxic work atmosphere. Okay. So uh, I was told that I was creating a toxic work atmosphere by saying that, or by typing it, by having it in writing. So I had to go into a meeting with her, apologize. You know, the fact was I didn't fucking trust her, and my boss didn't trust her either. He mm, wanted me to fire he didn't her. Say it. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted me to fire her. Mm-hmm. He was on my ass to fire this young lady, but she was the only one with any institutional knowledge of how the process worked mm-hmm. to create what we did. Uh, so I needed her there. She to f- help me figure out how to do it until mm-hmm. I could get the information and then fire her um, because she was toxic. My boss called her a vacuous C word in private meetings with me. Um, anyhow. So uh, yeah. So I was called uh, toxic, uh, put on uh, like a write up, you know, and then a few months later, just trying to make it work. Um, well, I had the, in the middle of all that, I had my retirement party in Palm Springs, which was amazing. We yeah. 30 yeah. men show up, 30 of my friends and, you know, guys in the industry, uh, it was catered. It was beautiful. They wrote me music. They played songs on the piano. We sang, we danced, we just had, it was an amazing retirement mm-hmm. party. And so I was just so excited to move on to the next chapter of my life and, um, got back into Chicago, continued doing the job. And, you know, it wasn't looking good at that point because, uh, that young lady just really had it in for me. Mm -hmm. So during one of our, we had a one-on-ones each week, as you do with your supervisor. And the one-on-one just went pretty bad that day. And, um, she left the meeting and I had heard that she quit that day. And I said, great, she quit. Um, problem solved. And a, I saw HR in meetings with the rest of my team, the rest of the week in private you know, closed door meetings through glass doors. And I said, shit, something's going on here. Uh, I said to my colleague, I said, I think I'm getting fired. Mm. I've never been fired my entire life. I just didn't really expect it. But when I was called 
to the annex to meet, you know, uh, my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw HR there with paperwork in front of him and my boss, and I knew exactly what was happening. And I was told that I was let go because I had an aggressive demeanor towards my team. Hmm. So that's what happened. I left that day um, really shooken, shake, shaken, shooken, shook, shook. All I was shook really up. shook. Yeah. I was all shook up. I got home, told my husband. I said, you know, Hugh Hunter, I said, I've just got fired. He had a different attitude than me. He's like, fuck them. You know, they, they were horrible mm-hmm. and they really were. Uh, and so for me, it was a little bit different because I tend to have – um, with my anxiety yeah. and my mental issues, I hang on to things. It so hurts. It yeah, does. it really it hurts. hurts. It was, um, you know, there was a lot of P- PTSD involved mm-hmm. for me. I had nightmares about it. Um, it was really, really, really difficult for me. It was hard for me to get past. So um, I decided to get back into porn because mm-hmm. the bills needed to get paid. Yeah. But I did it with a vengeance. You know, when I, when I feel like oh, I'm yeah, you're on. You are. Yeah. I, <laughs> your Twitter. I am. <laughs> On I, yeah. when I, you know, I said, you know, fuck that. When I get slighted or or, or mistreated, I'm going to hit it with a vengeance. So mm-hmm. I came back and I said, I'm going to do this again, and I'm going to do it even bigger and better than before. Uh, so that's where I've been at. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of brought me to the point where Hugh and I decided to separate. I moved to Palm Springs, and now I'm back in New York, and I'm doing a lot of different projects. Mm-hmm. Well, look at it this way too. You've joined the ranks of. Uh, such great people as uh, Cher, Barbara yeah. Streisand, who, like so many people that have retired and then come back. Yes, yes. So I it's heard not, that. I it's heard not that. such a bad uh, yeah. group of people to be with. Um, I saw the other day you did some party. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this party. Well, actually, um, it's interesting because as I've been in the industry since 2012, I started out doing webcam work. I then moved on to filming. Mm-hmm. I moved on to live appearances, live appearances, which are always my favorite live shows and hosting. I uh, love being on a microphone. And then OnlyFans came along mm-hmm. and I I was against it for a while. I did get an account, but I let it, you know, just linger and I really didn't do much with it. I put a few things on there every now and again, but I didn't like the idea of having unprofessional content. Mm. Uh, I didn't like the idea of holding a phone or putting a phone on a tripod and trying to show angles with lighting and all of that. I just wanted it to be all set up for me so I could do my what I'm good at, which mm. is fuck and have sex. Mm. So I, I you know, thought, I'm just going to do a couple things here and there with the OnlyFans. And then I met a company here, or I met a, a group of guys in New York. Um, their Twitter handle is at New York excuse me, at nyseedsexxx.com or nyseed at on Twitter. And what they do is they film professional content. They have this incredibly stocked, beautiful dungeon up in the Bronx with every toy you can imagine. Mm. Um, Slings, rubber sheets, you know, bondage beds. And they're just, they're really business minded, which is what I am too. So Mm -hmm. I love, I automatically gelled with these guys. We talked marketing, we talked business, we talked, you know, partners, scenes, things we could do to get viewership. They have all the tools that I wanted to make it look Mm -hmm. beautiful. They also have given me the opportunity to choose partners, come up with themes, um, have different things. So the party that we were referring to that you're referring to, I think was an only scenes fan that we uh, only fan scene that we did. We rented out a hotel room, um, and did a, a mini gangbang because, you know, in this time mm-hmm. of COVID, mm-hmm. um, it's, 
you know, challenging. So that is, is I think what you're referring to is one you, of the, you had writing all over you. I had writing all over me. See, yeah. So I had, I love, I have a, a certain fetish. I think it's really hot, whether it's me or another cum dump. You know, I, I, I consider myself lately. I felt like a big power cum dump, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, you know, sometimes I'm a big power top and, mm-hmm. But lately, I've felt like a bit power come down. So I had writing all over me. I had one of the assistants write, you know, whore, slut, all this, all these words that I think are empowering, and I can take them back. I did get a little slack though because the first guy that gave me a load uh, was a gentleman of color, mm-hmm. and he wrote BLM, Black Lives Matter, on my ass because I had the notch marks. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, so I had the notch marks yeah. to say, you know, how many loads I was getting. But he decided to write BLM. And so I had, you know, a couple of things. I uh, yeah, no, I, you know what though? I, I can see, I, I can't make excuses for anyone giving slack for that at this point. I yeah, really can't. Like, I know. I'm, I've, and I get it. You know, we ha- everybody has fans that believe a certain way, but yeah, I just, I don't know when it comes to anti anything. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just, <laughs> there's, it's rough. So yeah, days. no, it, it does. It sucks. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad he did that. I think it's, you know, it was brazen of him to do. It, it was, but, I didn't know it was happening of yeah. course until after yeah. the scene was done and you know, it came post edit. Uh, but this, so that's, that was that they, I filmed a few other scenes with them and we're going to partner up some more. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's here's some news that I haven't told anybody yet. Uh, they've given me the opportunity to be the a director for my first scene. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because I really, um, want to move in that direction a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I've be- always you been have, a- you have it under your belt. At yeah. This point. I mean, our director, I mean, I've, I've yeah. directed photo shoots for fortune 500 companies, you mm-hmm. know, where they're, you know, there are just so many moving parts and mm-hmm. I love that. I'm a very organized person and I love, um, you know, I love that side of it too. Yeah. So I love being a director. Yeah. So I think, and I'm, I'm, I'd be really good. I at think that. that I honestly think that would be such a great fit for you, especially, you know, you could always get in front of the camera. That's always, you can yeah. always do that. Sure. But, uh, if you enjoy that and you probably lighting is probably something yes, that comes yes. to you easy. That's something that's really missing in a lot of studios. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bigger studios in California, they have 20 people on set. They have a whole bunch of stuff, but for the smaller studios, you know, I like throwing up a light here and there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people like the authenticity of it. Mm-hmm. However, cleverly placed lighting says so yes. much about just in general, like it gives a tone, it sets a feel like yeah. it's, it's really, really cool. I'm so into it. And I have so much respect for, for lighting and tech and, and the people that mm-hmm. know about it. Mm-hmm. So I have picked up over the years, whether it be from my porn experiences or my experiences yeah. in corporate art direction, um, camera and film and lighting techniques, mm-hmm. which I'm excited to, to work with. And then of course there's the positions and the yeah. views and all that good stuff. So, so tell me a little bit about, so, um, some, uh, kinks and fetishes that you've, developed or have shot or i know the cum yeah. dump thing is new right yeah. or it's, yeah. it's a feeling yeah. right now that you have yep. um you you had mentioned um you texted me on twitter or messaged me on twitter and said you were going to work for a macrophilia site which is something i i touched on yes. on, on the podcast how was that amazing actually yeah. uh it's been two times that i filmed for them okay. once was last october uh, and then once was this past week and, okay. um, I can mention the name. Yeah. Uh, please. Oh, yeah. Carnal media, carnal media, uh, carnal media, um, uh, was run by an awesome guy named Wolf Legrand. Okay. I've read. Yes. Uh, and they have several subdivisions or I guess they're called, you know, they're parts of their studio. Mm-hmm. Now they're, are they based out of Brooklyn? No, they're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, okay. All right. 
Yes. Uh, so some of their sites are called Twink Top, mm-hmm. uh, Fun Size Boys. Oh, I'm familiar. I <laughs> yes. saw they did. They I think they did Family Dick. Family Dick. Okay. Um, you, you know, they originally had Mormon boys. There, there was a big, yeah. you know, drama about that. They're being, called missionary boys now, I think. Yeah. So there's a lot going on there. Well, the Mormon, the church of <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, right? Is that Mormon church? Oh, God, I don't know. I, they, are, they are ruthless. Yeah. So I can only yeah. imagine... Well, yeah. So the yeah the owner of the company was Mormon, so he, you know he left that. I see. So he must have had some whatever. Oh, he had the experience or, too. Yes, He's exactly, like, what? He probably exactly. had all that underwear yeah, and all that. Yeah. So <laughs> the magic underwear, exactly shit. magic underwear. I love that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to offend anybody, but I mean, come on. Yeah, but no, it's great. I mean, they're a great company to work mm-hmm. for. We filmed some amazing content. There's a. Uh, Three new sites I think we filmed for this weekend that I can't even talk about, but they're going to mm-hmm. blow the mind of the community. They're cool. just going to be really great. Yeah. So, uh, but some other fetishes that I've been, you know, experimenting, and I always say this: as I get older, I find more things mm-hmm. all the time that excite me and intrigue me that I didn't know that I liked. That, um, you know, in general, I'm I'm pretty vanilla. People don't really know that, but I like certain things that other people like. Like I like. Uh, pretty feet, mm-hmm. you know, so I have a little bit of a foot fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I want to try that I haven't tried yet though is, and I think this is becoming a trend. I've seen it a lot is, uh, feminization of masculine men. Okay. Um, yeah. so I consider myself pretty masculine, you know, but I'm also, you know, I love show tunes. I love Judy Garland and I love, you know, like yeah. different things like that. But I, I generally, I just, I'm, I'm, I am who I am and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty masculine. But for someone to demasculize me and, you know, put me in um, stockings or something like that, I did do a scene for Gentleman's Closet uh, with my awesome friends, Anthony Duran, and and um, that was great. So it was a really, really good scene that mm-hmm. I filmed with Jake Morgan with stockings okay. and stocking sex. Yeah. Uh, but I want to try that a little bit more. I think it's kind of fun. I love seeing fishnets on a guy. I like to be the top and fuck a guy in fishnets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about drag. It's more just about that part's the legs being covered in stockings. There's no heels involved. There's no wigs. There's no makeup. It's just for me, it's like the stockings mm-hmm. on the legs and like ripping it open. Yeah. And plowing the huh. with stockings. Out. Would you do, have you done an FDM scene? I have not. I've been approached. Um, Buck Angel and I have been in discussions for like a year about mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, Buck isn't filming too much anymore, uh, but he definitely said he would, you know, come yeah. out of retirement for me, which is very nice. Well, I, uh, um, I've been tasked, I think with, uh, Treasure Island just did one called Bussy. Yeah. And I shot Atlas Grant and Ari Coyote. Yeah. Um, awesome scene. My second FTM. Great. First one was on RFC and it was, uh, insanely popular, but also insanely hated, uh, because there's this, I don't know. It was, it was a lot, but, um, I think I'm going to do the sequel, um, or at least I'm going to attempt to do the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and I know Ari Coyote is coming back in town. I'm not sure if you're interested, but you know, that could be something. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love that. You know, the power play, uh, that you, how tall you are. Mm-hmm. And just, mm-hmm. I think that would be a really, really hot scene. I, I think it's something that really needs to happen. To yeah, be like, honest. I yeah. think your scene with, um, you did a scene with Joel Someone for Champ, Champ Robinson's site. I did. That that was hot. That was, <laughs> that very was really hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. You, you did a little foot uh, foot worshiping and I did. Big brotherish kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah that was it really was hot. fun. Yeah. And then Marco Napoli, his husband, is so cute. Yeah, yeah. He came you over guys, here the other night to pick something oh, up. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> I shouldn't say anything else. I, <laughs> it's I, 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 you picked something up, all right? He picked <laughs> something up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um 
cool. So you're you're exploring some fetishes and kinks. You're exploring some some stuff all around. What um yeah. what else is going yeah. on? What else is going on? Uh, so okay, this year um I'm well. It, it was slowed down a little bit by the pandemic, but I have a replica of my penis okay. and uh, being made that is already in production. I'm, I've met some guys that. Two German guys, Dieter, uh, Dietmar, and Dieter, yeah. Dieter and Martin, mm. and they're awesome guys. Pigload.com, and you can check them out at Pigload on Twitter. Okay, um, they're going to be producing my the likeness of my penis, as well as my hands and my feet, uh-huh. and then we're going to do my hole for a flashlight, my asshole, Damn, and my okay. mouth. So you can build your own Dolph Dietrich sex doll, basically. Very right nice. Home. And the cool part about this is that ten percent of the ten percent of the proceeds are going to go towards a charity of our choice, and um, it's going to be a mental health charity. Okay. Um, it might be uh, pineapple, 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 um, which is I like. Yeah, we're, Leah, we're, I met with Leah and I yeah, spoke to her. She's they're real, great. She's a they're great. Yeah. So um, you know. The production has been slowed down a little bit because of the materials and all of that and mm-hmm. the pandemic. But I have seen prototypes. They're amazing. Okay. Uh, I can't wait for that to come out. So that's coming out this year. Sweet. Sweet. We're filming a, uh, a film this weekend. Uh, my One of my good buddies, Brian Bonds, is coming tomorrow to stay okay. with me for a week. And we're going to tear it up. And yeah. um, we're filming a movie called uh, The Life and Times of Pandemic Man Pussy. And I play the lead role, okay. and um, I am a whore that has really upset that all the bathhouses are closed. So I have to find interesting, unique ways to go uh, have uh, safe sex, safe COVID sex in the city. Is this a short or is this no? A porn, this is a full film. This is a scene. It's a full film. There's okay, so like it's five scenes. It's a film. Okay. okay. Um, the very last scene. I hope it's not a spoiler, but you know, I'm I'm at a, a gangbang and I'm getting. Uh, gang banged and then my husband who plays Brian Bonds pulls down his mask to let me know that it's him and and it's all good uh, or we're oh. kiss and blah, 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 blah. Oh, but it's all great this, we've all been COVID tested it's Hallmark yeah Hallmark. <laughs> it's, it's a Hallmark, Hallmark moment <laughs> it will be uh, so that's for Charged Up Media I'm also Charged Up Media does a uh, is I think it's the third year they're doing a um, I guess you'd call it a convention mm-hmm. for it's called Pause Fest uh, this will be Pause Fest 2021 in uh, Memorial Day mm-hmm. out at CCBC. Um, I've been positive for 10 years. Most people know that. I'm out about that. I'm also an advocate for undetectable equals untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of the spokesmodels for that campaign. And so this pause fest is really just to embrace um, people's feeling about it and just to be open as you can be in some places in the country you can't still be open so this is great for people just to meet and talk about it um have fun have sex and cool. so that's happening at ccbc resort uh memorial day weekend it's the same company that owns up charged media charged up media mm-hmm. which is uh filming the pandemic man pussy movie okay um so we are actually we're gonna shoot a scene yeah relatively soon you're gonna have liam archer Hell at yeah. your disposal for what you'd like Woof. um i want to ask you one last thing Uh, We all went through this pandemic. We're all going through sheltering in place. And uh, for somebody who uh, is very open about your mental health issues, how would you, uh, what advice would you give people that are struggling uh, during this time to people who are listening or just models or in general, uh, not, you know, through, through this pandemic, which is an added extra, extra. Yeah. 
It's been it's been very rough. I mean, my time in Palm Springs was rough. I felt very isolated. Coming back to New York has been good for me because I'm able to walk on the street at least and see life and people. And I didn't drive when I was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been FaceTiming and catching up with a lot of people that uh, I, I make a list of people that I haven't talked to in years. And I look them up and I text them. And I say, you know, want to want to reconnect? Mm. Do you want to re- You know, this is the time to reconnect and really. Um, you know, try and get back to, to like people that you missed and find out what they've been doing with their lives via FaceTime and things like that. Basics and turn off the news. Don't watch the news so much and vote for Biden, please. Yes, I know. Vote. Get out there and vote. Do your thing. Um, and yes, please. hopefully. Biden Harris ticket. Yes, yeah. I know. Um, Sweet. All right. So we're going to get down to business now. Um, yes. I want to, I want to thank you so much, uh, for being on again, uh, for doing this again and giving me some of your time. I appreciate it. I, you know, you're, thank you, you have a special place in my heart, not only for the pod, for doing my podcast, uh, first and foremost, giving me the name, but all the scenes that we've done that are so awesome. Yes. Some of them um, are just iconic. Yeah. 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 And now let's hopefully <clears throat> let's make another one for treasure Island. Let's let's, I, I want to keep making awesome scenes. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. So, um, thank guys, you so much. if you like this, if you like what we're doing here, you like how we're talking to models and stuff, uh, demystifying gay porn. It's on every por- uh, podcast directory out there. Uh, you can like us on YouTube, uh, click the notification buttons and all that, the bell and all that fun stuff. You know, uh, it's on uh, Pornhub, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. And like I said, every podcast directory, my guest this week has been, uh, Dolph Dietrich. Yeah, I wanted to just give my, uh, social handles. Please do. Uh, so you can follow me at Dolph Dietrich on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Dolph Dietrich XXX and on OnlyFans at onlyfans.com forward slash Dolph Dietrich. There we go. Dolph Dietrich, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. This is Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is Ike Grande. And if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped to get off. Cheers. Thank you.